Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host and DM, JC, here bringing you all the fun and craziness with these three nerds because math is hard. Uh, the first man pumping the fists and dancing to the beat, that's one time M. Norman. How are you doing this morning, buddy? I am feeling much better than I was last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah, oh yeah. I am ready for D and D. I am fired up for these I am totally trials. Ready for undead stuff because I I went to the zombie shoot last night. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, that other voice you hear, ha ha, and there is one Ryan Crixus Kukta. How you doing this morning, bud? Oh, I'm fantastic. Bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready to rock and roll. So you're not like Tom Norman last week? <laughs> nope. Nope, I've got all the energy in the world. Right on. And the man, the myth, the legend, the limerick maestro, the lore master, the lazy dragon, <laughs> with the cheer, <laughs> one Jeff Doc Williams. How you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing well. My connection seems a little spotty, but I'm doing well. That's just me. I'm... I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So, uh, what were we Sounds doing last right. time? What were we doing last time, Jeff? All right, let me stop me if you, if I get all, if I get too uh, if, robot. If we've heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we met a walrus named Akuma, uh, who explained all what was going on in the basement of the fortress. Um, there was different doors that had trials behind them, a tomb, and a vault. Uh, so we went for the vault first, fought some frost giant skeletons, one of which was laughing hysterically on the ground. Uh, had more problems with doors, but found our way into the frost giant queen's crypt. And uh, the next door found the axe that was hers at Doc attuned to and it shrunk down and became dwarven size and I think the the biggest thing we learned last week is that Aranon is proving that uh, proving his superlative position he is the strongest when it comes to doors and he does come up with some pretty smart ideas so uh, we left off last episode fading to black with Doc walking out with the axe leaving his previous axe behind and uh your limerick for the week. Akuma treats us as guests and tell us tells us about the four tests. Cruelty, isolation, endurance, ervation. But one must pass all, he suggests. Nice. 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 <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Alright. So, um, we kind of left with Aranon and Crixus watching Doc walk out of the room <laughs> staring at this new axe he has. Not only did it shrink down to his size, he seems enthralled with this axe. So much so, he left Bulwark Smasher leaning against the wall. So Crixus, you're kind of looking at the axe sitting there on the wall. What do you want to do? I mean, I'm, I'm going to look back at Doc and I'm going to say Hey Doc, I don't think we should leave that one here. That's okay. I got a new one. All 
Alright, Crixus is gonna go fetch the other axe, just in case. And... Okay. You do anything, Aaron? Uh... I'm trying to think. I was searching the... Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh... I searched the area already, right? Yeah. And searched her, uh, the the skeleton guards. Um, there was some gems on her inner tomb. You looked at that before you guys yep. went back to this room. In this room, all that was in this room was the axe. Um, what was it? There was a list of stuff that was back here, but everything the shield was back here. But that is like fifteen feet tall and yeah. There's nothing that we can take. So I'm nothing that looks of any value to you. I'm gonna go back and look at the gems uh, in the for the queen that's encased in ice. Yeah. Um, it, the block of ice is is um incredibly thick. Where are the dimensions of it? It had it in here. Um, and I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna yell over to Crixus. <clears throat> hey, can your flames take care of this ice? And Crixus would say, <clears throat> although there is power, it is mostly the energy of light. We would be here for days. <sighs> I want those jumps. Fine. Maybe the trials will reward us better. We can consider while we're doing the trials, perhaps. I didn't. Well, I don't want to walk away with this with a T-shirt that says I came to the Frost Giant Castle and all I got was this stupid axe. And I didn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys walk out into the main ice rink there. Yep. You walk out, and, and I'm actually gonna run in and belly slide. Just because it looked like... You're going to run in belly slide out there? Yeah. <laughs> so Aaron takes a running start. And belly slides. Aaron, what you don't realize is that the walrus is still playing out there. So when you go to belly slide, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw to not run into him. Because you're not going to be able to stop yourself now at this point. you got a full head of steam. Nine. No. About halfway through the middle of your ride, because of this fog that's also two feet off the ground, you run smack dab in him. And he and he takes you over into the wall. And the two of you hit that wall and you're going to take yep, yep. Uh, two points of bludgeoning damage <laughs> as your shoulder hits the wall. <laughs> He stops and he's like, whoa, whoa, I didn't see you there. You were in the, in the fog. <laughs> you, Aaron, I you did heal up some during the short rest, yes? Yeah, yeah. I was okay, at 49 to 52. Now I'm at 47 to 52. Mm. I am going to go... <sighs> Shit. <laughs> Get up. Where? I mean, that seems like a random thing to do. <laughs> no. no I mean, please not. use an alcove. I, I'm not wearing the brawn shorts right now. And you can tell. 
<laughs> no. Uh, do you guys find what you were looking for in the tomb? I don't know. We found a queen. I'm oh, yeah, that's Vicken. Yeah, what's... Uh, why is she encased in ice? Uh, she's dead. Well, no fucking shit. No shit. Good answer, good answer. That's Survey so. says? Yeah. <laughs> Number one on That's the board. Chose to preserve the queen. <laughs> Is that normal? Uh, There hasn't been a queen since. I wouldn't know. How do we break Get through fun. the ice? Can we break through the ice? Dice? You have something sharp? Pickaxe? Anything? So nothing that would take less than a full day to get through. Doc, you could try your new axe. Doc will look up from polishing the axe. And then look back at the axe and continue polishing. Man, we are turning into a shit show. Uh, side seems, your, <laughs> seems your friend there found a new, uh, new friend. It's all I'm sure it's games. just... Shiny and he likes it. Isn't that a good enough reason? Shiny. It's all fun and games Indeed. until he etches a face on it. Calls it Mildred. <laughs> well, I was gonna name it Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well played, sir. <laughs> Maybe wait until you get to the test of isolation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tests, he looks up at the three of you. So, are you going to try your hand at the tests? Yeah. Indeed. Yep, that's. Yeah. Is there one we have to start with? Or can we just pick a door or any door and go right in? Pick a door. Any door. All right, let's well, try this. With, the, with Valine, there's there's four of us and four doors. We could each take a door. Yeah, but remember, we each we, one person has to win them all. That's true. You're one so per, smart. One person t- to win them all. Aranon's on quite a winning streak. Hopefully, we can help him. Well, I mean, it's just a given that I'm going to make it through. I just hope you guys do. All right, I'm just gonna go to the uh, which which wall was I smashed against? Uh, the east wall and the stairs. All right, or, I I'm mean just... west wall. Sorry, west wall. Can't All right, I'm gonna go there. to the one that's right next to the stairs. Then that northwest corner. Yeah, the northwest corner. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the west wing. Northwest corner is 16 G16. Yeah. Hit. Okay. So, um, you enter the first chamber, uh, in that chamber, um, there's elaborate panoramas of, like, winter scenes and set into the back walls a door, uh, and inscribed above the door is the word cruelty. Um, and it's kind of in a, there's like a, this relief ribbon looking thing and it just says cruelty over the top of it. 
I'm going to push on the door. You push on the door, the door opens. Instantly, when the door opens, you're surrounded by this flurry of snow and ice and wind, and you can't see. There's blowing air in your ears. And as it all slowly calms down, you're standing at the edge. You find yourself standing at the edge of a camp. The wind doesn't die down. You're, You're in a blizzard, a raging blizzard. Um, The camp is in front of you. It's occupied um, by a tribe. Uh, Some of the heraldry and stuff. What you can't see through the wind, you see like a bearskin head hanging on the top of one of the tents and stuff. And there are bearskins down the sides of the tent for used for warmth. Most of it's buried below the snow. What would you like to do? There is there is one tent that's larger than the others and very clearly seems like it would be um a a leader's tent. So uh, does it look like we're in a room or does it actually look like we just stepped no, into you the You look outside? like you're outside now. It feels like you're outside. It feels like you got teleported and you're standing outside somewhere now. We're in the holodeck. Nice. It feels a bit more real than the holodeck. <laughs> Although that does feel real until you turn it off, correct? So, I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie. I am going to... Are there, are there trees we can kind of walk through? Like kind of, it's, it's, it's just it is all open, open plain of snow, wind. You hear some raised voices coming from the leader's tent. That's do we uh, do we understand the language? Yeah, they're speaking common. You can't make out what they're saying though. Yeah, I'm just gonna march in. I'm gonna go right to the leader's tent. As Aranam walks away from you, uh, Crixus and Doc and Valene, um, you notice there's a, a little um, snowflake symbol above his head. Mm. Then you turn and look, Doc, you turn and look at Crixus, Crixus, you turn and look at Doc, and you see you guys each have one too, so does Valene. Is mm. it, so it's like the video game thing where you're... When yeah. you go... F- uh... Like a quest marker or um, this is your character symbol. Yeah, you all have one of those snowflake above your head. Just glowing. Yeah, we're Sims now. Just makes for a simple town. Is it all the same? Yep, every one of yours is exactly the same. Yeah, you can make a religion check. Sure. Doc will not make a religion check. He doesn't care. That's appropriate that the cleric makes a good religion check. I wouldn't have even noticed at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, because you walked away. You just mm-hmm. kind of walked away thinking about it. Uh, Crixus, you recognize this. Uh, you know very clearly that this is the symbol of the Frost Maiden. This is Arl's holy symbol. I've seen this a couple times while we've been north, and I already inquired about it. That appears to be the symbol of the Frost Maiden. I'll tell 
Doc while he's still there. Okay. And Valine, Valine nods and says, yeah, you are correct. Sh- should we go with him? Follow him into the camp. And she, you nod and she starts walking in. Where do you go, Aaron? On? I'm, I'm headed to the leader's tent. Okay. Um, you When you flip open the flap to the leader's tent, they instantly stop arguing. You, you heard someone say, you can't just do that. And you flip the tent open and they get very quiet and you, you guys all shuffle in one at a time. Um, and a large uh, man in a bear skin um, hat and the fur kind of comes down the back turns and looks at you his long beard with beads woven in it turns and who are you? Oh, mm. have you the not, Frost Maiden sent you. Have you not heard the stories of Irnan the Great? Dragon I Slayer? Frost Giant Killer? Emissary of the Frost Maiden. And he points at the <laughs> the floating snowflake above your head. If I tilt my head back, does it go with my head or does it just stay above me? It just stays there. Okay. I'll um, tip my head back and look up. Yeah. And, like, I'm gonna look at everybody else and be like, "The hell's this?" Part of the test. Uh, and I'm gonna turn back to him and say, I, "We are not with the Frost Maiden." But you we bear her not, symbol. I. Uh, we walk through. Either way, you are impartial and of the goddess. Maybe you could help us in this situation. We are running low on food. Yes, yes, we can help. We're smart. These are our four eldest to. members. And he, he points beyond the table, that you, and you guys have failed to see this yet because they're kind of obscured by the table. But there are four elders of this tribe on their knees, bound at the wrist and ankles. Um, he said, he looks at you clearly, he says, we ran out of food two days ago. We need food. These are our eldest members have lived long lives. We are going to kill them for food. We can't go anywhere in this blizzard. We are stuck here. Going in this blizzard, somewhere in this blizzard would be death. And what do you want us to do about it? Explain to this youngin that it is the only way. It is the only choice we have. Wildlife is bedded down. We can't find any. We can't send a hunting party out. They will end up dead in this blizzard. So you want me to explain to the kid? And you look, and the the kid is like a 20-year-old guy, and he's like, you just, you can't go murdering tribes members. And then there's me, fresh out of pocket bacon. (laughs) You guys want some cookies? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe um, if you do it you do it <clears throat> then no one in the tribe has done it and the tribe won't turn against itself and we can say it was Aurel that provided us bounty sounds like kill the elders for, for us ex- looks, sounds like you're looking for an excuse to kill your leaders I, I have excuse we need food it is the only way to get food at this point 
It is cruel, yes, but it is the only way to get food at this point. I do not kill on a whim. Let me con let me confer with the other oral lights. <laughs> and I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna turn around and. Did you just say oral lights? I did. <laughs> you guys discuss whether we should do this or not. I'll be right back. So Aranon turns around and looks at the two of you guys and says, "What do you think?" I'm going to turn to Valene and say, on its face, I don't see a better re resolution to this situation, do you? No. Unless you've got a pile of rations in your handbag, this Not may be the best outcome for them. Um, Doc is kind of uh, trying to figure this all out. Um, like, do we think this is a made-up thing that we're, like, part of the test? Or is this, like, part of the test is getting thrown into a real place and these are real people? Because one seems like a moral dilemma and the other seems like a figment of our imagination. Well, we have to assume at this point that it's real. Right? We have to make that assumption. I mean, who who are we to step in the way of this tribe's hunger? I don't know. Um I mean make a difference knowing that or believing that it's a test versus not if we would have just walked on this in the middle of our travels. Well, I, 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 I am not going to feel good or bad about it either way. Um, very interesting. question is do I we don't oh, I go ahead I don't know that we should provide them with the scapegoat to this moral choice correct I think it has to be them we can I don't know pretend to give oral's blessing do some sort of something and say Godspeed and have at it. Can I consult with the Professor Orb? Sure. Pull the orb out. Yep, I'm gonna open that up and just make sure he doesn't bound out and say, uh, Are you familiar with this scenario? Where are we? We are in the midst of an encampment. We seem to be... have been transported outside of the castle walls. Uh, haha. Okay. Hmm. 
How are we transported outside the walls? What's going on? We have Where's entered. Valine? We have Valine entered says, four here. tests. Four tests. Yes, tests of our metal. It appears within the frost giant castle. Ooh, do they have names? Such as the test of cruelty we are currently enduring. So it's a test for you about your cruelty. Hmm. Seems to pass one test, they would have to be cruel. Mm. Right? Oh, so we have to be cruel? I mean, I can do that too. I mean, it it would feel... Makes sense. It would feel as though the cruelest situation would be to do nothing in this situation. Oh, damn it. <laughs> now you have me second guessing can, can I have a, a, pal, a consultation with uh, NASA's ghost that's possessing me and the weasel? And just kind of asking the same question, like... What do you think about all this? You're seeing through my eyes. You don't want to ask your ex? I have not seen this test. I have not heard about this test. Mm. But if it is a test of cruelty, and if it is a test of you, one would think you would have to be cruel to pass it. Mm. I suppose the cruelest thing would be to let them starve. Can you get me that orb? You for you want the orb? Yeah. I just don't want Feline to have it. Um. Doc, make a perception check, or not, Doc? Crixus, make a perception check. Because you're kind of having the conversation with the orb, but Doc just said something. I don't want to see if you picked up what he said. I do not. Nope, you're too involved in your conversation with the orb. Okay. Um, yeah, Doc will look at the orb and kind of like, uh, I mean, I feel it's just as good in Crixus's hands as, as in mine. Sounds good. Go grab it. <laughs> that was an interesting twist of logic. Uh, what what is the uh, what would be the skill of being on the receiving side of a persuasion check? Insight. All right, I will go insight to see if uh, I trying to figure out what she wants. Yeah, yeah, no, you no, yeah. No clue. I believe it. You just I, know I, she wants sure, it. Yeah. That's all you know. <laughs> yeah, I. That's going. For she's saying I should do it, and I'm not having a good reason why not to. I'll go try to collect the orb, I guess. In the middle of your conversation with uh, the orb, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, Crixus. As Doc suddenly comes over and reaches out for the orb. You try and pull it away and proceed to drop it on the floor and Doc snatches it up real quick. What do you do with the Doc? What do you do you say anything? Uh, Play. For for the audience, we've rolled like two twos in a row. Yeah. Two insight checks, so 
Doc thinks it's a great idea, and then the deck save was a two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we should announce the rules. Like, tuck it under his uh, arm like a football, and just kind of stare around like, what are we waiting for? Mm. And I, I'm going to turn to Doc and say, Doc, I, I don't know what your intent is, but the, the orb is is better in our hands right now. Right. That's why I'm... Yes. I got it. Yes, it's in my hands. Yes. Good. I can just imagine in your that bag. the tribesmen right now are watching, like, this huddle of people, like, stealing things from each other. And... <laughs> no, their their argument's getting more and more heated, right. and they're, they're starting to yell at each other again. All right, I'm going to turn around and she say... Said... <laughs> throw my hands in the air and yell, Silence! Um, make an intimidation check. She, did she say stick it in the bag? Yeah, she said stick it in the bag. <laughs> okay. Maddie one for two. To... <laughs> they keep arguing. Put it in, in, uh, in my backpack. Okay, yeah, you put the orb in the backpack. As you're putting the orb in the backpack, you can hear yelling, Hey, what do you, what? Not, uh, ow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't actually... being helpful anyway. <laughs> Crixus, do you try and stop him at all during that? Yeah, I mean, I'm watching intently to making sure he's securing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts it in his I've pack. already said my piece, and I'm not about to battle Doc over this. Okay. Not in melee range, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a tent. Ow. I didn't ask how big the tent was. <laughs> I said I would like to rage. Alright, I'm going um, to... I'm going to go and step in between all of the people arguing. Okay, it's just it's, two. It's just the young oh. kid, and you, you push your way in between them, and that gets their attention. Yep, and I'm going to put, you know, kind of put my hands out, yep. you know, stand between them, and say, we can do nothing about this. We cannot intervene, we cannot interfere Nor can we let you kill these old men. You must find another way. Then the the chief goes, see, see. Or the young the young kids like, see, see, Frost Maiden says we shouldn't kill him. Hmm. And the and the other one's like, no, it's it's the only way to have food. Condemn the tribe to death without killing the elders. We need food. I'm going to take out my dagger and walk over to the elders and start cutting their ropes. Hmm. I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask Nass how how long. Uh, or how much she cares about the weasel, if that would be enough food for the tribe for a little while. Mm, the weasel probably won't feed them. The second he dies, he's going to go poof. He's my friend. Good to know. And 
Doc will look over and eye the owl sitting on Valine's shoulder with a... <laughs> Valine is watching um, Aranon closely as Aranon's cutting the rope, the bonds of the prisoners. Aranon, when you get to the fourth prisoner and you cut the bonds, there is a swirl of um, snow and haze and uh, blowing wind, and as that kind of dies down, you find yourself standing in the room before the door again. It says cruelty above it. Did we win? Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to look around and say, did we pass? There's nothing that indicates that you did. What's that? There's nothing that indicates that you did. Do we still have snowflakes? No, your snowflakes are gone. We're in the room or we're on the outside of the room? You're on the outside of the room. In front of the door again. In front of the door. Okay. Well, we're not dead. Let's try one of the other trials. And if something, if we succeed and we get some kind of confetti fanfare... Then we know we have to go back and do it again. Makes sense. So where do you head? I'm gonna start walking to the southeast, southwest one. Southwest. So we get into the southwest one, which is 19. Actually, as we're walking, I'm gonna yell to the walrus. He's uh, he's sliding by, by you guys. And as he goes sliding by this time, he's going, Goo goo goojoom! Goo 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 goojoom! <laughs> it's the far wall. <laughs> it's the wall. He goes, Yeah, I'm the walrus. What? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Come Akuma. here. Come here. <laughs> he kind of gently is kind of doing a bouncing waddle. You hear his fins like poof, 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 slapping the ice. Yeah. Are we supposed to know? How do we know if we passed one of these trials? I don't know. I've never done one. <laughs> Were you? You went there. Were you cruel? I don't know. If you don't know, then you probably weren't. (laughs) Leaving them to die is pretty cruel. I was gonna gonna say, I'm gonna explain it to him and ask him if he thinks it's cruel. You like... That sounds merciful. You let the prisoners free. But everybody... Killing the prisoners would have been cruel. God damn it. Mm. You intervened with an act of mercy. That's what it is. But I'm just a walrus, so don't mind me. I'm going to look at everybody else and say, do we just go back in and do it over? Uh, to me, the, the well, cruelest thing is to leave them to their own designs. Um. Well, if... If we failed the test, it doesn't make sense to do the other tests, so we should probably figure it out. What if, um... 
Well, I mean, nothing happened math if we is, failed. Math is hard. What, nothing what happened if two if we, of us go back in and do something different? Then at least we got a 50% 50, 50 chance of someone being successful. All right. I'll go back in. Crixus, why don't you come with me? Nope. See, Crixus, Crixus doesn't have the orb anymore, and I'm not trying to leave Doc outside with Valine and the orb. That was like the smartest thing ever. Fine. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. <laughs> the Crixus Pantarine's DM's fun. Let's go, Doc. Come on, Valine. All right. So Can you go open that door again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wait. Who's? I'm going in. Who's going in the door? Is everyone going in the door? Is I everyone mean, standing in the room? I have no problems with everybody going in, but if we want to split up, are you guys willing to go and just slay some necks? You take Doc. I'll hang back with Valine, but <laughs> I'm I'm going. I don't give a shit who comes with me. I'm just I gonna go. go. I opened up the door you. and I'm walking through. You're all standing in the room debating this. You open up the door and the snow starts up again, and all four of you are teleported there. <laughs> you don't actually walk through the door. When you open the door, Doesn't it matter. takes everyone in the room. <laughs> Fair enough. You're I standing outside the camp. All right. You hear arguing inside. The wind is blowing. The blizzard is nasty. Yep. And I run do down. Do? Run down. Open up the flap. Do I? No. Whoa. Ah. That's your emissaries yep. of the Frost Maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe you um, can explain to this young man. Help me yep. out. It's got to be done. Sorry, kid. Oh. This kid looks horrified. What? I'm going to go over and just... That I'm gonna go over, grab one, knife to the throat, drop him. Go over to the next one, knife to the throat, drop him. I'm gonna yeah. do that for all four. The, uh, wait, 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 math, wait, math. wait! One, one second, one second. You put the knife to the throat to the first one, Aranon. Uh huh. And Aranon, there's snow that envelops him and he disappears. There's three of them still standing there. You don't get to kill well, that's all four. That's different. Aranon, uh, it's dark where you are. Um, you don't, you can't recognize up from down, you're not cold, you're not warm, you're just somewhere. Hmm. Um, can I ask the, the older elder, or the older, uh, gentleman who was arguing, um, if he recognizes us? No. So we weren't just, just here just a minute ago? No. Okay. He looks confused. And Doc's gonna go over and and uh, as mercifully as possible take out one of the elders with the axe. Okay. Clean, clean cut neck. All right. When you do that, you swirl up into a thing of snow and similar to Aranon. You're in a lightless, soundless place. You're not warm or cold. Just kind of floating. Aranon, are you here? Nothing. It's... 
Trixus will look at Valine. And she pulls out her wand and magic missiles. One. <laughs> snow. And as the snow's like coming up from their feet and waist, she looks at you and just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Alright, and I'll do the same thing with a sacred flame then and just snuff out the life of one oh, of you them. You snapped him? Oh, a snake of, he did a sacred flame. No, I like the gauntlet. Oh. The, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, Thanos. Yeah, Thanos snap. <laughs> um, you all appear back in the room. Is there anything else in this room? Nope, you're back in the room where you open the door. Oh, okay. There's no sign whether or not you passed or failed. Well, shit. I. All right, I'm I'm just throw my hands up in the air and I I go to the southwest one. Is he head to the southwest one? Do you, uh, Crixus? Yeah, follow yeah. Doc. Do you guys with. follow? Yeah. I follow Doc. Wherever he goes. Above this door in this room is the word Irvation. It looks like the front end of it has been kind of scraped off or fallen off like a chunk of ice fell out of the banner that that had a word above it. You guys ready to Irvate? Yeah, let's Irvate the hell out of this. You open the door and the uh, snow. Been after Irvate in a while. Your snowstorm starts around you, um, and it all kind of settles very quietly. Your vision clears, and you find yourself at the edge of a camp under a clear sky. There are no fires. There's no sign of life. All you hear is the flapping of the tents as the wind hits them. The exact same so, encampment? Make a perception check. Eight. No, it doesn't. You can't tell. You can't Remember tell when we used to roll above a ten? All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Days long. It's, it's a good thing you, don't, you guys aren't faced with any doors that are tough to open at this point. Um... But as you're looking around, trying to tell whether or not this is the same camp, you see dozens of corpses half buried in snowdrifts. And it becomes quite clear to you that there was a massacre that took place here fairly recently as there's still blood on the snow. Um, You hear the squawking of buzzards coming from the middle of the camp. And you can actually see there's about a half dozen vultures picking at two bodies outside one of the larger tents in the camp. Alright. I'm gonna shrug my shoulders and say let's figure this dumb shit out. Start walking down. Is there any other sounds besides the vultures? The flapping of the tents and stuff. Um, As you get closer um the vultures actually turn to you guys and look and they 
look, they recognize you, notice you, and then they go back to picking at the body. Seems to be a feminine form, long hair coming up from the hood of the cold weather gear. The gear has been splayed open and they're pulling bits and pieces, muscle and sinew and... Um, not, Doc, Doc will pull out his horn and just blow a general uh, horn blast to see so if there's anybody around um, to let them know, like, let us know you're alive if there is anybody and kind of... And then yell. It is very quiet. As you listen, you actually can hear. Like, it's a very still night. There's no storm or whatsoever. It's a clear sky. You can hear the vultures actually pulling pieces of flesh away from the bone, and you hear when their beaks hit the bone and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Crixus will take Feline with him and uh, check the tents, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to go. The nearest tent. Start searching some tents. Um, um, how many buzzards are there? Six. Are you doing anything, Doc? I'll start walking towards the buzzards. Okay. Um, what are you doing, Arnon? You're going with Valine and Crixus to start investigating tents? Yeah, I'm going to start searching. You look like you may be getting up. Yes? Yeah, I gotta take care of the dogs. Okay. <laughs> Do that. <clears throat> um, Aranon wanders off to inspect one of the tents, off one of the smaller tents off to the side. Um, Crixus, you and uh, Valine open um, which tent? Any tent? Do you want to go to the larger one, or do you want to go to the smaller ones? Um, start with the largest tent and descend, okay. I guess. Um, make a perception check as you're... Um, 15? 15? Uh, yeah, as you're, as you're searching through this tent, um, you hear, just faintly, a, a whimpering. Um, sounds like maybe a, a child or something crying. Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, wherever that whimpering is, I gotta figure out where that's coming from. Um, you, you explore, you follow the sound, and you find there's a pile of blankets, and you kind of pull the pile of blankets back and actually dug into the snow... Under the blankets is this little alcove with this nine-year-old boy laying in there. Um, now, it, it strikes you as funny because he's barefoot. He's got Jeez. what amounts to as capri pants on. And he has kind of a shawl with a, a hood on and is like a tunic and some pants that have fur-lined edges, but the fur looks like it's more for decoration. And he doesn't have any gloves on, and he's just kind of sitting there, but he doesn't seem to be phased by it. His feet don't look like they're frostbitten or frozen or anything. And he just kind of looks up with you, up at you with tear-stained eyes. He says, are they gone? 
Are you talking about the vultures, child? They remain. No, no. Uh, uh, I was talking about the other... The other tribe. Uh, they were coming here to... Murder. Our tribe. Murder my... My mother and... Me. I think... I think he wanted to... He wanted to take over the tribe and it just went bad. And we all fought back and they killed us all. I'm so sorry, young man. It, it appears he was successful. There, there are not many, if any, alive. Okay. I, I, okay. He just kind of grabs his knees, starts crying again, and buries his head in his knees. I turn to Valine and, and I say, could we find this boy some shoes? He looks up at you and he goes, I don't need shoes. The cold doesn't bother me. I've been blessed by Arl. Ah, uh, quite that's a blessing. That's what, what my mother says. It's like sand to me. It's coarse and rough and gets everywhere, but... Indeed. That is quite a blessing. Um, I mean, I don't think the nine-year-old should stay here, but I don't know where we would take him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, I don't know what this trial is, so we might as well take him with us. Um... At that point, you hear a growl from outside the tent. Aaron, you come out of the small tent you were looking at. Oh, I'm not with them. Okay. No, you weren't. You weren't with them. You went to a. You went off to a small tent to explore yourself. You didn't find <clears> anything <throat> in that tent. Found a couple, couple of noisy, yappy dogs. <laughs> Accurate. Um, <laughs> You, uh, Not really come hunting out of, dogs, more more like, you know, lap dogs. Yeah. You come out of the tent and you see, uh, you, you turn and see a, like, dire wolf near the chief's tent. And you see Crixus actually, or not Crixus, Doc walking towards the vultures. I'm going to yell to Doc to get his attention and pull out my dagger and short sword. When you yell the dock and you pull your dagger and short sword, the vultures kind of head up and they look around and they see the wolf and they take off to the air. All six of them. Um, also, noticing Doc approach. All of that kind of happens. Actually, Doc, let's back up to you. Do you do anything to the vultures? Because you'd have a chance to do something to the vultures while they're exploring and this conversation happened. Uh... Doc would be approaching them slowly, trying to figure out what's going on, knowing this is maybe real, maybe not, some kind of a test. So it probably would have taken him twice as long to get there. Um, but have definitely been looking to see if there was anything out of the ordinary besides vultures eating dead bodies. 
Doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary. It looks like a very, um, very gruesome episode of National Geographic on vultures. They are giant vultures. That is becomes apparent as you get closer to them. They're about the size of you, each one of them. Mm. <laughs> so you think better <laughs> of just jumping in there and attacking, but there isn't anything fishy yeah. about it. It seems very natural what is happening there. So at that point, as you're yeah, observing so- it and... Aranon yells to you and kind of points at the wolf. They look up and they take to the sky, which is a mess of feathers and flapping wings in front of you suddenly. And you call out, and when you call out, Aranon, Doc, or Crixus, you and Valene hear him call out, and there's a sudden howl from this wolf very close by. I mean, alright, so Crixus will look outside the tent at the wolf. Is, pe- is it a normal outs- wolf? You peek outside the tent and you look outside the tent and the wolf seems to be circling the camp. And he sees Aranon when Aranon yells and he he moves one tent further and you got a really good look at him. He's a huge ass dire wolf. And he looks at Aranon, levels his gaze at him and says, just give me the child. Yeah. I'm gonna. Aaron, you don't. You have no clue what he's talking about. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna look around at Doc and say, "Well, this can't be good." I'm a full-grown man. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna shake Just my head. I'm short doesn't mean I'm a child. I don't think he's they talking about eliminate, you. They did not eliminate the child. Give me the child. Hey. I would like to see the asset. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. I kept saying the child, and that made me think Mandalorian. I mean, hey. my son. What oh, makes you Jesus. think we have... Give me back, my son. What makes you think we have a child? And B, what are you going to do with the child? kill him. And three, why do you need to do this? I cannot leave him alive. They were supposed to kill his mother and him. The tribe was supposed to be ours. I was supposed to be king. Clearly that worked out for you. Um... Yeah. So if it's probably your... says if if this was a test of cruelty, we would give the boy to the wolf. It is not. Can I hear what Crixus is saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna um, yell back to Crixus. gonna be uh, making his way towards the um dire wolf, but looking around thinking wolves travel in packs, so where's the rest of them? And he's going to be real wary about getting caught from behind. Okay, so you're looking around, keeping an eye out for other wolves. I'm going to yell to Crixus, do you have a child in there I should be concerned about? There is a boy. His head snaps to Crixus. Give me the boy. I'm going to heroic run. My patience. (laughs) 
at... Is running thin. I'm going to heroic run at the direwolf with sword like this, dagger out in front like this. All right, like, kind roll of like initiative. A, like a monk. You're going to start a fight, roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, 20. 16. I got to find his... Somebody roll better than me. 19. They gotta take your dexterity down and notch your three. Nope. What's your dex modifier, Crixus? I'm sorry. What's your dex modifier? Zero. Okay, so um, I'm sorry. Negative one it is negative one. If that matters. Uh, Crixus, what did you have for initiative? Uh, Doc. Sixteen. 16. Oh, wow. Valine is not doing well. And then see. See, Doc. Aaron. Say, okay. Uh, Aaron, continue your. I just wanted the initiative order. You can continue your charge and make a single swing at him if you like. That's what you were doing, right? You're charging <laughs> to swing. Not necessarily to swing. I was okay. charging so to okay. see what he was going to do. Okay, so you charge. Where do you stop? I stop in front of Crixus's tent. And I get into a, um, a monk fighting he, stance. He gets in a very defensive position as you start charging. And then watches as you move in front of the tent. He's behind. He's at the back side of the tent line. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of watches you as you go to the front of the tent and guard the tent. So the child's in the tent. Maybe. It's fine, <laughs> and he charges the tent and jumps onto the top of the tent, which Valina is still inside the tent, and so is the child. So he jumps on the tent and blindly swings at the tent itself. I did not see that coming. Um, let's see. That's I gotta, smart I, tactic. I hey, yeah, some yeah, that's... things here. Um. And then, let's see. So he has to roll an attack roll. He's going to roll an attack roll. Um, oh, I need one more set of stats here. Son of a biscuit. Um, I got too many windows open. Um, I feel like we probably shouldn't have told him where the uh, child was. Might have been a good idea. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There she is. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, she I should have went up... and ran in front of a different tent. He ends up swinging and hitting Valene inside the tent. 
Um, he swings his uh, claws quickly uh, into the tent and let's do this That's one what is that I hate that it rolls in the D&D uh, &D Beyond have the dice roll from small. the bottom to the top Good <laughs> it's Lord. a small number two okay I miss this thank you that's my one thing. Either move that damn menu thing to the upper right corner, or have the dice roll from the bottom to the top so that it never hides behind something. Uh -huh. um, and I'm actually probably going to write them a letter about it. Uh, third attack. <laughs> that you one write that hit. letter. Um, well, it's not going to be mean. It's going to say, hey, here's the suggestion. I want it to be pen and paper, and you should mail it. <laughs> Snail mail, yeah. <laughs> um, Telegraph. So he hits Pony on Express. two of them. So it's D4 for each. Two. We need battle music. And one. And that's plus six. So nine, and then uh, plus ten, so nineteen plus. Ooh, ouch! Um, Thirty-eight points of slashing damage as he swings through with his claws three times. Um, <clears throat> Crap. Yeah. The balloon. Um. Yes. Yep. To Valine. Mm. So Valine takes 38 points of slashing damage. Well, this will be interesting. I got tracker stuff now too. And um, that was through the through the tent. Do we do we know that she's injured other than maybe she screamed uh, she yelled she yelled you'll know that um uh, i'm gonna guess that it tore a hole in the tent so yeah yeah it tore a hole in the tent you can see valine standing there she's got these large scrapes across her in her armor um crixus it is your go you see the All wolf right, attack the is gonna is going to uh Oh boy. Um Alright, so Crixus is first gonna yell Stay in the hole boy And then I'm going to uh third level guiding bolt at the wolf. Okay. What kind of hotel is this? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see a big number on your attack. Eighteen to hit. Yes, eighteen hits. Cool. Nineteen damage and advantage on the next attack. Nineteen damage, excellent. So, can, since I didn't do an attack on my turn, can I use an action, or was my? You haven't technically had your turn. Okay. I was giving you an opportunity to get an extra swing in in the combat. I gotcha. <laughs> Because you are the one that initiated the combat. So, okay. But your turn's coming up here in a minute. 
And we have Doc and then you. Um, Crix, is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, you have a bonus action yet, I think. I will move up into melee range with the dire wolf and right. stand between the point at which I last knew the boy to be and okay. the wolf. And you can get there. The tent itself is difficult terrain, so it takes all oh. your movement to actually get there because it's a collapsed tent and there's stuff underneath. Yeah, I mean, that clearly makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, then we move on to Doc. All right. Um, Doc, uh, I was he was walking, and now he's going to... Uh, is, is Doc would be within 25 feet of uh, the wolf? Yes, you could get... Okay. If you stayed on the outside of the tent, came from that center yeah. spot around to the outside. I don't yeah, know for this, I'm sorry. That definitely want to be in an opposite direction to yep, kind of get his attention elsewhere. You would be on the opposite side of him. You'd basically flank him with Crixus. And yeah, you wouldn't be standing that, in the tent at all. That would be the plan. At this point, not seeing that it's only one combatant, probably not raging. So uh, advantage on the first attack is how this works with Guiding Bolt. Yes. Correct. Come on, big numbers. Almost a crit. Uh, 24 to hit. That absolutely hits. And eight damage. Eight damage. All Second right. attack. Uh, also a 24 to hit. Nice. Uh, I'm going to reroll that two because I get two. If it will let me. That's better. Uh, 11 plus 3 is 14. What allows you to reroll the 2? Uh, the f uh, f um, my uh, fighting style of uh, great weapon fighting, I can reroll a 1 or 2 on a damage dice with melee weapons. Awesome. Wielded with two hands. Perfect. All right. Um, and I don't uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use my action surge since uh, we can probably take a short rest after we finish these tests. So let's let's hope for good. Ooh, uh, should be okay. Hit. 18 hits. Yep. Good. Not good. 13 damage. Another 13 damage. Excellent. And last one is 16 to hit. 16 hits. Oh, nice. All right. And 11 damage. 11 damages. Nice. Yeah, he's looking bloodied. Nice job, Doc. And that's uh, uh, that's all Doc's doing. Yeah, Aaron. You charge to the front of the tent, and you are now looking at him. He's about 15 feet away from you in the tent. Collapsed tent. You could get there with your 30 feet of movement. Yep. Actually, you have I a little bit will... more than that being a monk, don't you? No. Yeah, I get Erdan. 40 feet. 40, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely jumping at him and uh, swinging with my short sword. Yeah, don't forget your sneak attack damage because you have friends in melee with him. 11 to hit. 11 does not hit. Then I'm going to stab at him with the dagger. Stranger. Come on, stranger. Uh, 16 to hit. 
16 hits. And then this is... It's one damage, but he gets sneak attack because it's his first hit. Yep. I should be able to Correct. read it. Yep. And it one hit, hit with, a, with a... A melee weapon. With a sneaky weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yep. With a sneaky weapon? <laughs> with a sneaky weapon. Finesse weapon, I think is what he's looking for. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, good. there's a word there. So I rolled Total a one for my yeah, I rolled a one for my damage, and then I rolled sixteen, almost almost perfect yes. on my. On my <clears> yeah, it's something your head. footing when you first got up to him, your footing was a little off because of the tent, and it like slipped off a box, and your sword kind of went past, and you're like, ah, oh, son of a, and it just went straight in with the stranger and pierced him, pierced his side. Uh, Valine is going to... What is she going to do? She's a little pissed. She's kind of standing with a tent draped around her where he tore through it. Um, How's she, she looking? She's not, not good at all. Um, she is going to... Um, what is the range on this? Oh, nice. She makes she's making a melee spell attack against him. Um, so what is her modifier? I gotta figure that out. Sorry, her spell modifier is plus six. Okay, she makes a melee spell attack against him. Her, she mm. misses. Which sucks for her. Um, let's see, that was, does she have a cantrip she can do? Was her action a, uh, a spell? Was a bonus action or a spell? Was her spell a bonus action or an action? Oh, that's a good question. Because if the spell was an action, I don't think she can bonus action cantrip. If the spell was a bonus action. Oh, it's probably not a bonus action. It's probably an action. Yeah, it was an action. So she, um... Yeah. She's gonna hold where she is. She's standing in front of him. Yeah, she's gonna hold tight because he doesn't seem to be paying as much attention to her anymore. Um... Because you guys kind of wailed on him. Yeah, alright, cool. Uh, so she holds tight, it moves back to him. Um, I need to... Did the, did the boy get a turn? Maybe he has Dimension Door. You don't see the boy. You, you guys still don't know what boy... <laughs> You guys don't know what the boy is talking about. Um, Suddenly the fireball comes from the sky. Yeah, yeah right. Um, the wolf looks around a bit and then decides to um, jump at Doc and go after Doc. Mm. Uh, because Doc did Wonderful. a boatload of damage to him. That's what he did. There he um, is. 40, 40, I think I did 46. Yeah. Yeah, you did a lot. 
Uh, first attack is... You only get to do that once per combat, or once per short rest. First attack is an 11. <laughs> Miss. Second attack is a... What is that? My thing keeps going. That's a... Oh, it's higher than 16, 25. so hit. It's a 25. Okay. Yeah, that'll um, hit. Then I need to do... Nah, I'm gonna miss you guys. <laughs> yeah, this will get interesting now. Uh, that is seven points of piercing damage plus um, an additional 12 points of piercing damage. So 19 okay. points of piercing damage total. Uh, that's all his attacks. Uh, he's got no bonus action, so we move to Crixus. Um, alright, so Crixus will simply take an attack with the hand axe. Yep. And, uh... 25 to hit. 25 Ooh. does hit. It's a good hit. And it is... Oh, best I can do is 9. 9? Damage. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I think I'm going to use my bonus action here. I'm just not sure okay. what I can do. Um, and I will use my Bardic Inspiration and give Aaron an extra D6 for 10 minutes. Okay. That's attack rolls, saving throws, um, ability checks. Correct. I can go for any Correct. of those three. Yeah, once for right. can roll a d6 and add it after the roll. Yep. All right. Then we move on to Doc. Uh, point of clarification, just so that I know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, yeah. Does Nas count as a creature right now? Nas is not a creature. Nas is an entity inside does, your head. Does the weasel count as a creature? Yes, it does. Okay. Who's closer, the weasel or the wolf? To me. Uh, I the think the weasel's would. on my shoulder. The weasel's on your shoulder okay. would be, yeah. All right. I Okay, so as you guys see the wolf uh, hit Doc, Doc's eyes kind of flash that cold blue color. And Similar to what you Doc saw in the skeletons. Yeah, and Doc is going to make... Uh, an attempt to attack the weasel on his shoulder. Um, I have no idea if there's a modifier I should be applying to that because he's on me. Are you considered no. grappled? Are you disadvantaged? Just, just... I mean, because I'm, yeah, I'm trying not, to swing I'm gonna an axe backwards. I'm going to say you, you don't even need to make a roll. You just need to say you're attacking it. So your first attack, you just grab the weasel off your shoulder and whipping him off your shoulder, you snap his neck. And it goes poof, disappears into nothingness. You hear Nass inside your head say, no! And the next to you is the wolf now. Okay, then I will attack the wolf. And it's a natural one. So you snap the neck of this weasel and you go to attack the wolf and you um see you don't have an action surge do you? 
No, I used it. You used it already, so, so yep, that ends that was... your turn. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so then we're on to Aranon. Aranon, you saw something strange as this weasel that's been accompanying you for the last several hours. Doctress decides to snap its neck and kill it, and it goes poof. There's still a wolf in front of you that's dead set pissed off to kill you. I'm going to yell, priorities, Doc, and take a swing with my short sword. Okay, take a swing with your short sword. Seventeen. Seventeen hits. Seven plus. Nice. Seven plus sixteen is twenty-three. Twenty-three. Excellent. Then I will use this stranger. For nine and I'm uh even if I use Doc's, or if I, even if I use Bardic Inspiration, I'm not going to get to him because the best I can do is 15, right? That could hit. We don't know. Oh. We haven't rolled anything <clears throat> lower than 16 other than much lower. 11. It's up to you. Yeah. All right, I'm using it. was the next. Oh, 14. So, yeah. Total 14? Yep, total oh, 14. You mess with the stream. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to do? Movement? No? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. That was Aranon. Valine um, looks at him and is actually going to try her melee spell attack again. Um, she's a plus six to it. Come on, Valine. <laughs> you are not helping yourself out, girlfriend. Um, so and so she's frustrated. She swears. She curses under her breath. Um, she should feel much shame. The wolf turns and looks around and fails to recognize it in an act of preservation, leaves. You all get an ale on him as he tries to flee. Hell yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. So... We're in the trial of Irvation. Yeah. So should we be preserving preservation his life? Doc swings. 14 <laughs> to hit. Just misses. Well, pre who are we preserving, though? I don't know. Aaron, Crixus, Aos. <clears throat> You want to take him or no? Yep, I am. Um, okay. 23 to hit. Probably the that boy, hits. right? For 10 plus... Do I get sneak attack on this still? Sure. Yep. 10 plus 15 is 25. 25. You deal a deciding blow that eliminates the wolf. The snow swirls around all four of you as you are pulled away out of this. And back into the room, Doc. The closest person would, to you right now. Would, would you? Would, yeah. Would you say six seconds go by before that end that uh, finishes occurring, or is that instantaneous? No, it's kind of instantaneous, <laughs> or okay. maybe only three seconds. Okay. The Sweet. closest person Sweet. to you is the closest person to you is 
Crixus. Closest creature to you is Crixus. Okay. Uh, am I up in the initiative? Uh, nope. It's nope. technically Crixus. Crixus, do you do anything? You're, yeah, sure, Crixus, you're in the room. Crixus turns to Valene and says, Are you alright there, lass? I had some trouble with, uh, hitting with my spells. I just wasn't very good in there. I was going to gain some health from him, but could not do that. Doc, it's your turn in the initiative order. Do we have enough time to do this? Just roll the <laughs> die. All right. Uh, I am attacking Crixus. And it's a natural one. All right. So Doc takes his axe and swings at Crixus and plants it in the ice in the wall next to it. And we'll pick up there next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at him like, oh, this is going to time out nicely for the end of the show. <laughs> Something is, his eyes, Doc you also would, notice his yeah, eyes are Doc still glowing blue. <clears throat> Doc would have a second attack, so we'll start with that. We'll start guess, with that or... second attack, yeah. Or since it was a nat one, the second attack is lost on dislodging it. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeesh. No we'll offense, Crixus, what better you than me. Back. Wow, that was good. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We are two nerds, one quest. Uh, that was some really good storytelling there, JC. That was. <laughs> I have no idea if we're succeeding or not. I have no clue if we're, if we're winning or passing. Feels like we got something figured out, whether it's the right thing. I don't know. I mean, we did things. Things happened. <laughs> but, alright. You can catch the next two trials next... Nope. Two Sundays? Next Sunday. Two Sundays. I am out next not, Sunday, but... You are not next Sunday. Do we want to do a like a review show? Yeah, we, we'll figure something out. We'll be back next week with something. Maybe we'll just talk D&D in general. Yeah, yeah, it may be a D&D news thing. Hey, at that point, Critical Role Campaign 3 will have started, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about um, um, which one's coming out. It's supposed to be coming out. Fizzbands? Is Fizzbands coming out? Oh, God, I saw an awful, awful called an eye drake. It looked like a cross between a beholder and a dragon. <laughs> mm. I, I, that book is going to be amazing. Is it or put out by Apple? I drank. That's good. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. I'll see We're myself out of here, Norm. Yeah. We'll have yeah. something next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, um... We are Two Nerds Room Quest every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time for all you people who are in the know. And if you're not in the know, you are now. Go to bit.ly slash... Uh, 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 I had it up. Hmm. Bit.ly slash Our Fun Discord for all of our links and shows and fun stuff and talk to us and ask us questions and everything that we... We can do. We could use some fun in the Discord. Bit.ly bit slash our fun Discord. Um, Come see Plant Lamp's bubbling beer. Yes, his bubbling beer. <laughs> Did you know he has bees? I should I should create a bee corner for him, too. He has bees? He's a beekeeper. He's a bee. Shut the front door. Yeah. Nice. 
He does. Where does he, he live? I want to get some honey from him. California. <laughs> Damn, that's a drive to go mm. for honey. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. We, we've got we've got a potential honey connection we can let you know oh. about after yeah for sure on that note uh, support us any way that you can tell other people about the show give us some reviews and ratings wherever you get the podcast from because this is also out in podcast form follow the show follow the channel twitch.tv slash tommmnorm uh, hit the little heart to follow Get notified when we go live every Sunday morning. Um, doesn't cost you a single thing other than a button click. Patreon.com slash quest. That is another place where you can support us. Uh, for as little as a dollar, you get the podcast a day earlier than everybody else. And it you know, goes towards the show and helps us uh, for the future, future modules, future endeavors. Um, so, for me... For the genius, ladies dragon. For the soon-to-be-smacked by the genius, Crixus Cooch. And for the DMJC, we shall catch you next week. <laughs> Metal Point horns the for the podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Metal fingers play well. Play well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>